0: Good morning, Blake Holdy Owls. We begin another lovely school year after our long winter's rest. Let's make sure it's a hoop! Science Club is open to new students, as always. For more information, Professor Zachary will be available to answer questions between classes in the science classroom or his office. I don't know where else he would be, but that's besides the point. I'd also like to remind everyone there is nothing wrong at Blake Holsey High. Welcome back to You Got to Know Season... Two? Technically three?
1: Yeah, who even knows at this point? We make the rules, so...
0: Yeah. I'm Bo. I'm Rat. So, this season... We have a new little segment bitty bit that we want to talk about, which is um, we will offhandedly mention like modern shows we're watching, and I just there's so much good coming out right now that I think we should highlight that. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good stuff
1: coming out that we've been been adding them onto yeah. my list of things that you're going to
0: make me watch. We uh, for our introduction to this, uh you we haven't finished. Season 1 of this yet well you have it but interview with the vampire on AMC <gasps> This one
1: has a special place in my heart because when I was a kid I was never involved with vampire stuff but my sister was a Mulgoth and we shared a bedroom she had an entire bookshelf of Anne Rice and I think she's never going to be able to escape her um her vampire obsessed past because her child looks like the little girl from the original. uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Her oldest looks utterly identical to Kirsten Dunst in the interview with the vampire movie.
1: Watched it and I saw it and I was just like, that just looks like my nephew. Like, what the hell? That is literally just like they put a little ringlet wig on my nephew. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, I. Oh boy, we need to get back on Interview with a Vampire. I think we're only like three, four episodes in thus far. I don't think you even got to the I Heard Your Hearts dancing bit.
1: It's been a while since we watched it. We should just start over. We really should. I mean, it can't hurt.
0: Just wait until they get to Armand, my baby. God. All I'm going to say... Is when this show was first announced. Oh, I'm crying. I'm actually crying. Oh. This is how much I fucking love Armand. He's been my favorite. Because here's the thing Interview with the Vampire is what got me into vampires. I was always vaguely into them, but as when I was like probably seven.
1: Not the age where you would start with
0: it. <laughs> I was left at supervised with the TV by my grandma, and Interview with the Vampire, the movie was on and everything changed Oh yeah everything changed from that moment on my brain chemistry was was your origin (laughs) story it is and the tv show the tv show i between like becoming obsessed with the movie as a kid and the tv show coming out i read the books i have at least read two of the books i i fucking hate book listat that's why i haven't read any further I hate that whiny little man. I, I want. You think
1: after so many centuries of being alive, he would grow a f***ing spine?
0: But oh, he's got a spine, but he won't let you f***ing forget it. Oh no, I, huh. But in that, I have to com- compartmentalize it because as soon as Sam Reed stepped onto the scene, all of a sudden, I turned into a Lestat stand because somehow he is. Has- exactly how I imagine Lestat in the books. Like, he does the faces, he does the the way that he speaks, everything about it is perfect. And I don't know why Lestat being exactly the same in the show as I imagine him in the books gets me. Because in the book, I hate him. Eh. Sam Reed, what have you done? Okay, okay. We need to talk about our first show. And, oh, Oh, we're talking about a classic. This is such a nice change from the experience we had watching Xena. Yeah, this is... It's so short and sweet. It's to the point. It's nostalgic. We are talking about Black Hole High. You may also know it as Strange Days at Blake Holsey High. I This show evaded me for so long, because I grew up watching this on Discovery Kids. Discovery Kids was like my <coughs> I was obsessed and so, that, so of course, every time I could I was watching Strange Days at Blake Holsey High. Uh, here's the thing, I never actually knew what it was called Um, so when I somehow ended up on Discovery Kids TikTok, uh, I was finally able to go into the comments and just be like, hey, can anyone tell me what this show was? Because all I could remember is that the 10th episode of season one in which Professor Zachary's head gets sucked into the black said black hole of the show. And... Uh, the titular black hole. Yeah, and he gets amnesia. Uh And also specifically the, like, bumps that Discovery Kids would do with Black Hole High where, uh, because the black hole is located in a classroom and it's, the floor opens up and it's a black and white checkered floor and I am f***ing obsessed with black and white checkered floors and it just looks so cool when uh, the portal opens up and I know there was a bump where, like, uh, it was a clip of, like, the guys trying to hold Corinne from falling in in the first episode. Hmm. And based on that, someone was able to finally tell me what the goddamn show was. And it they identified was... identified
1: your triplets of Belleville.
0: And I immediately watched the whole thing <laughs> again. And it is so much better than I remember. It Matt, is... This
1: is your- really solid show like like genuinely as an adult i am really enjoying this show like it's i don't usually say dang this is a good show about things but i literally said that yesterday when we were watching more of it it goes
0: hard any child's media instantly wins me over when you can tell they take kids seriously and they actually respect them as people oh yeah yeah the way that they actually care about the kids in this show is so sweet. And it's like, they take their issues serious as seriously as, like, the reality-threatening ones.
1: The vibes are very nice. Just in general. Also, I really like the fact that this show is very low stakes in terms of the drama. There's obviously, like... Weird scientific stuff happening because it's an educational show, but the drama itself is so low stakes; it's not stressful to watch. As somebody who hates most like modern TV, just because the drama is high stakes and people don't just say what's on their mind, that always makes me insane. The secondhand drama—say what's on your mind, or get the fuck out. They do say what's on their mind and they sort out their issues very quickly in this show, which is nice. I get to pay attention to the plot instead of cringing and going, just literally say it.
0: Say it. Watching this show with the adult awareness I did not have when I was like six, seven years old watching this for the first time is so funny because like I said I was like 6 or 7 when I watched the show for the first time I was obsessed with Josie I thought she was the coolest ever I mean
1: she reminds me of a couple of the people who I went to like elementary school with who I was just like I want you to be my best friend I adore you I actually ended up making friends with one of those girls and she and I were Like, we were, like, best
0: friends until, like, high school. Yeah. Uh, But it's funny now watching it as an adult and seeing Josie and realizing, of course I thought she was the coolest uh, person ever. (laughs) I was raised by a bunch of, like, punks. I wanted to be that cool, like, alt (laughs) kid like she was. But she also looks identical to my big sister. <laughs> I have a
1: feeling that if I ever see what your sister looks like, I'm going to get jump scared because of I've all the people's photos. Who... I don't remember. But then again, we've we've also come to the conclusion that I am face blind, so like yeah.
0: So another note is um some of you might be jump scared by the character of Vaughn. No, he is not the kid from Degrassi. That's his brother. We're not having a Degrassi moment here. Oh,
1: that's why he looks so familiar. Yeah, Sean. I completely completely forgot that, like, I thought he looked familiar, but I can't remember where I'd seen him from because he's not the guy from Degrassi. He just looks like him. And I'm so used to just seeing people who look like other people I recognize more.
0: (laughs) No, that's his brother. Because, yeah, uh, Black Hole High is a Canadian show as well. Okay, before we get into the plot, I do have one more note that, yes, does pertain to another cast member, but it didn't pertain to that cast member until we watched it again. Uh, no matter what, when we started this, I was going to recommend if you like, grew up watching this or you go on to watch this on our recommendation and you love it, uh, watch The Librarians. I was always going to recommend that because like, I feel like, I feel like the, they go like hand in hand. Um, Oh, you've been recommending it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been recommending that show to everyone because I've been watching the movies. I've been watching the show. I even started watching like shows that other things that the actors have been in because I love them so much. That's besides the point. (sighs) The younger version of Principal Dersh is Lindy fucking Booth. <laughs>
1: yeah, that jump scared me a little bit because I think it was like just after you had showed yeah. us the first episode of the librarians that we watched yeah. that episode. And it was just like, wait a minute, who are you?
0: Oh my god, yeah, and I, I just found out today that she was also in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I, I hadn't watched The Librarians when I watched that episode that she was in. But now looking back on it, it makes that episode even more horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, yeah, she has range. Lindy Booth is a delight, but also a jump scare. And I feel so bad for her having to wear that really cheap ugly wig oh my god the wig i listen i understand the budget was a shoestring and some pocket lint but i'm still gonna make fun of the wigs because i love them the
1: wig (laughs) could have been made out of pocket lint for all we know
0: (laughs) it was so shiny oh and the one okay we'll talk about the wig that Pierce wears oh my god when we get to it because that one also has so many hilarious implications so (laughs) starting out black hole high it is just i'm gonna say delightful so much because that's the only way i can truly describe this show but it starts out with us meeting josie who is a new student at blake holsey high when she (laughs) gets to her new dorm, and immediately starts messing with all of her roommate's stuff and moving things around to make her nest of mess.
1: It reminds me of my own apartment, honestly. Me and Josie
0: agree on things. Josie is so ADHD, it hurts.
1: <laughs> she is as ADHD as I was before they put me on medication.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we learn very quickly that Josie's whole thing is her mom drops her at different boarding schools, and eventually she'll get kicked out. But she just kind of gets dropped because mom has work. She's this big scientist lady. Uh, she Josie is also like kind of brilliant. She ends up passing through uh, her roommate Corinne's science club meeting with Marshall and oh no I am forgetting their names. What's
1: this, Lucas? Is one of them named Lucas? I'm pretty sure one of them is yes, named Yes Marshall
0: and Lucas. Wow I'm. I've watched this show so much how am I forgetting the guy's name? I'm shocked that I remembered Lucas honestly. Because yeah they meet and she of course impresses the new professor Zachary which oh my god I just realized we missed the whole opening scene. Okay, because Professor Zachary <laughs> is new. The reason he is new, the opening scene of this show is Lucas running out of what, his room, like running, uh, like something's on fire, and it's to turn in his technically not late science paper. Tall and nice. ass. Yeah, which is immediately followed by the door closing, and oops, Professor goes through the portal. Uh oh, stinky. Put a pin in that. So back to uh, Professor Zachary, of course, we got to have a moment where Josie's like talking about how dumb Science Club is and it's so not her thing. But she's also a super genius. Yeah. (laughs) She's actually like really f***ing smart. Eventually she ends up wandering the basement. I don't remember why, but when she does, she runs into this lady who recognizes her no idea why. That's weird. Maybe I should get out of here. Good idea, kid. <laughs> there, that is honestly, when I watched that the first time, like the first time I rewatched this show, I did not question that because it just felt so right in that kind of goosebumpsy and ooky spooky way. <laughs> but now that I'm looking at it, it's like, wait a minute. What exactly is going on here? Love that. Now, uh, as I referenced before, there is a point where Corinne's getting sucked into the uh, black hole. She does get fully trapped in there, and they cover it up, saying that, no, she transferred. She she transferred. There's nothing wrong at Black Holsey High. She transferred. Specifically,
1: the school covers up, and it's just like, well, yeah. better go move all of her stuff, and Josie's just yep. like, uh, that's my fucking roommate who just vaporized, you freaks.
0: Eventually, she decides, nope, I'm going through the portal, I'm gonna go get her. She gets sucked back to Paradigm Labs about 15, 20 years ago? I think, like, 15. Yeah, or maybe it was, like, 16, either way, because they're all high school freshmen,
1: mm-hmm. for context.
0: Uh, but they and... they look like middle schoolers. Something is going on uh, The alarms are going, everyone's running And Josie finds Corinne She's like, okay, we're gonna go, we gotta leave She ends up finding that weird lady That she talked to in the basement And they Managed to save her And that's why she recognized her And like told Josie she had to go Ooh <laughs> Wibbly
1: wobbly Timey wimey
0: Ooh Of course, they then have to get out. And they realize they're looking at, like, a collapsing black hole. Professor Z pops in to save them. Things go wonky. It's so pretty. They still have to jump through, though. And as soon as they get back, they run into the principal.
1: And surprise! Corinne's back! Here she is!
0: Shit back in her room! And, like, we've only left out, like... A little bit. That's just how fast paced this is, and yeah. I love it. I love it.
1: It is it is short enough and fast paced enough that I feel like some of the IMDB summaries might actually like have enough information compared to what actually happened in the episode. As opposed to like <laughs> in Tenth Kingdom. Like what mm-hmm. the hell?
0: Yeah. But this show, they use their time so wisely, really do, because they get so much across to you. They get across exactly how spooky it is, they get across uh, how serious it is, and they also get across how heartfelt it is, without losing anything.
1: Like the way that they, it does not feel like a twenty-minute episode show. It feels like you sped up like a long episode. Into yeah. 20 minutes. It's so weird. It's the exact opposite of what Xena was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it... We've only left out from this two things, which is there is a weird janitor who knows too much.
1: With really weird glasses. His glasses are... He's literally got Coke
0: bottle glasses. It's 2002. That's I know. the norm. Like the, no, it, the, it's, no, it
1: was not. I existed in <laughs> The itty bitty glasses? I... I, I never saw those when I was a
0: kid. Ever. I saw nothing but itty-bitty glasses I, they were throughout it- my childhood.
1: I've seen itty-bitty glasses, but not ones with inch-thick lenses, dude.
0: Obviously, the people you weren't hanging out with like, didn't have, what, like, bad eyesight.
1: Yeah, the only person that I was hanging out with who had bad
0: eyesight was me. And the other thing is uh, the Paradigm Lab's... Subplot, which has to do with the character of Vaughn, who is a classmate and his father. He's the cool guy
1: with the hot hair.
0: Yeah, he's he's the cool guy with the hair. He's on the football team. Uh, he has a rich dad, and they don't have a very good relationship.
1: Oh yeah, they have a terrible relationship. His dad, like his dad, his dad had is an- so
0: voice his- Luther coded.
1: Dad has an heir, not a son.
0: Yeah, it's.
1: It's just oh. bleh. please just spend some quality yeah. time with your boy. I swear to God. Yeah.
0: Um, and basically, what we can get from all this is that Paradigm Labs, um, Pierce was working on something to do with the black hole. It did not go well. And in that explosion, um, you know, it ended up getting shut down. But he also, in that, lost his wife. He is also heavily involved with the school, specifically with silencing all the weird stuff that his failed experiment causes, such as the next episode in which Marshall, who is dealing with like not being taken seriously and feeling super left behind and not acknowledged by his friends, literally turns invisible. Yeah, in which he then follows Vaughn to discover him working with his father who is suspicious of Josie for like sneaking around all the paradigm stuff. This is also one of the only episodes I actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> specifically, specifically a scene when Marshall is spying on Vaughn and Vaughn is going between drinking straight chocolate syrup and putting product in his hair. Yeah. This is so teenager core. And Marshall switches the bottles around, so after he drinks that straight chocolate syrup, he goes to reach for the hair product, and he just pours straight chocolate syrup in his hair.
1: Oh yeah, it. I bet he smelled great. Oh,
0: the antics! There's so m- I love them. There's
1: so many shenanigans, like yeah, so many. But-
0: yeah, but of course, things uh, start to go downhill, and Marshall starts to become intangible, in which they realize they need to like basically validate him and uh, eventually get him to see himself and validate himself for him to become visible and tangible again. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, this is also a plot in Buffy <laughs> from the episode uh, guest starring Clea Duvall. Was I it
1: Clea Duvall? I don't think I saw that episode. I know we've watched Buffy, but I don't think we saw that one.
0: Yeah, because it's in season one. Uh Yeah, it's because we got to the robot episode. Yeah. I don't remember what was up with the magnet episode. Th-
1: that was um,
0: the time travel one, wasn't it, with the magnetic balls? Mm-hmm. I don't think so that's coming yeah that's coming up okay no Josie becomes magnetic oh
1: yeah she becomes magnetic why does she become
0: magnetic she gets shocked oh yeah
1: yeah she gets shocked and then they have to build a thing to demagnetize her because when she gets angry specifically because some some tall girls with long hair are being rude to her um which they always are She realizes that she has magnet powers because she can move her hand and swing the girls' metal forks around while they're eating lunch and make them look like clowns. But... God, it was so good. As she learns to both use and abuse this power, uh, she starts doing too much magnet stuff and basically, like, explodes an entire hallway of the school because everything is metal and magnets and moving everything around. So, they basically trap her in a room in a demagnetizer to hopefully demagnetize her without her disappearing? That is a thing that could potentially happen.
0: They're trying to not explode her.
1: It should demagnetize you, but you also might just stop existing. So, like, cross your... Yeah. ...and... She 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 also, like, she pulls on over on them after she is demagnetized because she hides behind the counter when they come in to see if she's still there and still alive. They're like, oh no, Josie's gone! And then she pops up.
0: Yeah, they have so many <laughs> little jokes like that where it's like, that's what makes it feel like actual kids. Because that's also a thing about the writing is like, It doesn't feel like adults talking through children most of the time.
1: Yeah, it feels like friends who pick on each other every now and then because they're, like, 12, and 12-year-olds pick on each other. Even if they are friends, they're still mean to each other sometimes.
0: I mean, yeah, when you're 14. Like, 14-year-olds are little assholes. It's literally, developmentally, you are learning how to, like, not be a dick.
1: Yeah, they have just left middle school, and they're now learning how to be a human person.
0: Yeah. So, a good example of that is um, from the next episode, when poor Corinne is stuck in a time loop of the worst day of her life, and Oh boy. Spends most of those loops accidentally laughing at Marshall's new hairstyle.
1: But, it's (laughs) honest that it's kind of ugly, and she's just like, If you like it, that's fine, but I think it looked better before. And he's like, yeah, okay, at least you were nice about it. Everybody else just laughed. Yeah. There's a lot of events that happen in that time loop. She wakes up late because her alarm clock got unplugged by Josie so that she could play her music. And she gets locked out of the room in her pajamas, so she has to get back into her room to change into her clothes. And then she's late for class late for class and then she gets sent to the office so that she can get a stern talking to by principal durst who like while she's in there she uh she knocks over a statue in the principal's office and breaks it
0: that's when she laughs at marshall because she's avoiding everyone to try and uh, deal with it which then she discovers that Oh She forgot about her meeting with Vaughn to finish their project together, so he just finished it himself. But
1: then she goes to steal the project back because she doesn't want her name on work that only he did. And she
0: gets caught by Durst. And gets in trouble. RIP. I do not remember how she got out of the time loop, though, because I'm pretty sure she has a loop where she does everything with that right- Oh wait, no, I do remember. Uh, the way that she ends up getting out of this loop, I love because she has a loop where she it she does do everything right. She fixes everything, but it still doesn't into all of the problems. Yeah, uh, in which she then uses uh, Z's advice and she just decides to roll with it. She just decides to you know take a as it comes and that works. That breaks the time loop.
1: It gets her out of the loop because she just was okay with bad things happening.
0: Yeah, and I think the like explanation they gave had something to do with like gravity and her like pull because of her emotional weight or something
1: was yeah. too
0: dense for her to move through time. It was something cool like that. Yeah. Like it was one of those things where it's like, "Okay, that's that's seriously stretching it." But it's clever. They're
1: explaining a concept, but that's not how that works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's clever as f***. (laughs) The next episode is uh, Lucas' special episode in which he gets bitten by a mayfly nymph that he finds when he is failing at baseball. And he gets his wish to become an adult because mayflies age rapidly. Which means he does too. So after uh, pretending to be a teacher for a while, uh, because he's an adult man walking around a school.
1: Oh yeah, he steals some of Professor Z's clothing because he can't fit in his kid clothes, but he can fit in the teachers. Yeah,
0: absolutely delightful. He sends some of his bullies to the principal's office, which I just, listen, it sucks As a teacher, because they genuinely did nothing, but also good for him, you know? (laughs) Based. Which, you know, things go bad rapidly because he keeps getting older and uh, very quickly starts to die. Mm -hmm. This one, I think, is probably one of the most (laughs) bullsh**t. Uh, of solutions, which is they just let the mayfly go before it dies. Yep.
1: They just let it go, like go, live your life, be free, enjoy what little time you have left, and then he's a kid again. And it's just like, okay, cool. Well, that mayfly still is going to die in like eight
0: minutes. Yeah, like it got a few minutes in the sun, it's going to drop dead. Like this makes no sense. Why? Why are you young? Yeah. Why are you young?
1: I do understand why, but also, I don't
0: like why. Don't turn that channel! We'll be right back to Black Hole High before you even know it, after these messages. System
1: Online. Program, Arbiter, initializing. Program, Arbiter,
0: diplomatizing. Uh, uh, hello? Welcome, Arbiter. We are so pleased to meet you. I am, I am the, the Arbiter. Arbiter. My one mission, my only reason for being, is to find the cause of the universal chaos. I don't know where it started, or how it started, but I know that the Doctor is involved. Somehow. Ah, yes. You. arbiter you're the arbiter I remember you what's all this about fractures in time in collaboration with spectral horizons we have a mystery to solve possibly a day to save that's what matters for you now. all right you The local timeline was already unstable, and now you've changed a fixed point! Do you have any idea what that'll do to the web of time? I can feel it already! Doctor, we're losing temporal cohesion! I know that. I know that. Don't you think I know that? Time Lord. Right. You're not... the Doctor, are you? Yep, I am! Lovely to see you again, Purpy Gilliam. No, not again. I'm sorry? I can't believe I was ever this blindly trusting. And I can't believe I ever became this needlessly inflammatory. What? What are those things? Sign. You have until the count of three, boy. Three!
1: Arbiter, please. You know my future. Tell me what I
0: must do. Two. Uh, I... 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 One! My whole life's laid out in front of you, like a city. You said so yourself. Wander through the streets, see what you find. It's your choice.
1: Right, shouldn't be too tricky.
0: But I can't just go back. Huh. sure
1: you can. How
0: can I failed everyone!
1: And now you can unveil them! Funny how time travel
0: works. No matter what you do or how far you try to run, you're always the Doctor. It is your choice. Where will the investigation begin? Doctor Who and... coming soon. Told you we'd be right back. Now let's get back to Black Hole High. The next episode uh, in the halfway point of the season is genuinely fascinating. Uh, Vaughn and Josie go through the black hole. Instead of ending up at Paradigm like before, they end up in 1977 and they meet vaughn's parents
1: this is the episode with the the, uh, the uh, magnet balls so essentially he goes and has a little bit of time to interact with his parents and apparently his dad is a science nerd but is actually like a nice guy and he's like man i wonder what happened But he sees his mom, who's popular and doesn't really talk to his dad. So he goes to talk to her, uh, kind of. He doesn't actually say anything because he's just like, um, uh, uh, hi. But she gets up and she walks away. And as she does, she drops her hair clip. And Vaughn sees the hair clip on the ground and he picks it up and he slips it into the backpack of Josie while she's not looking. At some point, uh, she also shows his dad the fact that one of the, the balls has been magnetized and will float and speed up as it moves. So... Every time she takes it out, there's a bit where it shoots around the room until she uses her backpack to catch it again. And, um, as, well, she is just like, okay, it's time for us to head back. So, they head back to the black hole. Vaughn's not there. She's like, what the hell? Where did he go? So she goes and she finds her friends. And none
0: of them remember her. In this episode, we see both victims of the bad wigs, which is Lindy Booth in 1977 playing young Miss Durst on her first day. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also see Pierce. uh, And Pierce is now the science teacher, not Mr. Z. And
1: And he's a very gumpy man.
0: Yeah, he's gumpy man. He has hair. And when she says something about Vaughn... Um, he gets very pouty and bleh because he doesn't have a wife and kid.
1: Yeah, and then she's like, oh, something is wrong. So she gets the gang together and is like explaining what her reality is like. And they eventually figure out after she shows them the, the, the Qigong ball that floats against all laws of physics. Eventually they're like, yeah, okay, you've got a magic floating ball, so we gotta believe you on this. They go to find the science teacher, the the actual like the one from the real world and it turns out he's like a line cook in a restaurant
0: because he didn't get his scholarship from the original timeline.
1: didn't get his scholarship so he didn't become the science teacher but he still is the same guy just without the education. So, they get the band back together, and how do they... Oh, yeah, it's the janitor. The janitor tells her that she has to put something back. And she
0: finds the hair clip.
1: She finds the hair clip because she didn't know that Vaughn had put it in her backpack, but she finds it. And is just like, oh, I gotta go put this thing back. So, she hops back in the... And she goes back in time. She finds uh, Vaughn's dad and is talking to him. But she also has to put the
0: hair clip back in like the timeline where it goes. The one issue is that to get uh, P- young Pierce's trust, uh, she ends up having to show him the Qigong ball. And he becomes fascinated whoa
1: so she wins his trust by showing him her ball and then she hands i believe she hands him the hair clip and is just like hey that hot chick over there dropped this you should go give it to her
0: yeah that's literally what happens yeah
1: so he goes and he uh, he hands her her hair clip and she's just like wow thanks i i got this from my grandmother and then they actually are introduced for the first time. So then everything is cool. She heads back through the black hole and Vaughn is there and everything is back to normal. She's like, you guys will never believe what happened. But at at the end of the episode, when... Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the episode, there's like a meeting that Pierce is doing. I can't remember what the meeting was about or something like that. He was talking about, like, his son or Josie or something like that. And he opens up this compartment in a little, like, I think it was, like, a trophy display case. It was, like, a fancy display for something.
0: I think it was a telescope.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a telescope. He opens up a hidden compartment in this telescope And there's a Qigong ball floating in it. Because he stole it. Stole it from Josie's backpack while she was talking with him before she went back to the correct timeline.
0: Oh my god. The drama. Drama. I actually completely
1: forgot about that until just now. It was really. Yeah. They never. Did they ignore that again? Like, they just forgot that it happened, but I know they didn't forget. It's going to come back eventually. I know it. Yeah. Also, this is the first time that the creepy janitor actually, like, makes a demonstration that he knows what's going on. Because, Mm -hmm. pretending like he doesn't, but at the same time, like, she knows that he, like, leaned over and whispered in her ear from behind her how to fix the problem that nobody else understood was happening. But he yeah. he knew, like, the alternate timeline janitor knew how to fix her problem. And she was like, hey, you gotta put the hair clip back. So, that was very clearly suspicious. This man knows so
0: much Oh, and he proves how much he knows in the next episode, which can be summarized by um, Every Teenager's Worst Fear, in which Josie uh, accidentally creates a clone via her gum in a Petri dish. Oh, yeah! Yeah! (laughs) And um, this happens at the same time as her mother visiting her for the first time
1: also has a strange relationship with her mother, just like Vaughn has a strange relationship with his dad, but for other reasons. Her her mom isn't Mm -hmm. trying to be distant. She's just a busy woman.
0: Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) the clone ends up stealing a lot of her alone time with her mother. and go on a
1: shopping trip. But the clone is not a perfect clone of Josie. The clone is a the clone is her but like n- like
0: without all her experiences.
1: Yeah, without all the experiences. She's like normal. But the regular Josie is not normal, so it's weird.
0: Yeah. Uh and this ends up finally leading though to a very much-needed conversation between Josie and her mother after everything. Uh, And they finally, like, get everything out there. And she's able to, like, say her piece, and they're able to do it without fighting, which is something they bring attention to, which is that most of the time when they try to have these conversations, it ends in a fight. (laughs) Which... God, I feel so bad for her.
1: Um, Pretty much all of the antics in this episode were them trying to keep track of the double while Josie was also trying to, like, interact with her mother in a way that wouldn't clue her in that something weird was going on. But, at the end, (gasps) janitor moment, the janitor brings and Josie to the black hole and is like hop in they need you over there
0: and they do have like some genuinely sweet um dialogue with each other like he offers uh, this like for her being a clone she is still a child in distress because like just popping into existence this would be a really difficult situation yeah.
1: Yeah, it would be hard for her, but he's treating her very, very kindly.
0: Yeah, he's being, like, a good adult and being like, hey, this is a place where, like, you're going to be good, you're going to be safe, considering (laughs) she's a clone. You can't really just, like, take her to family services. Um, Instead, he sends her through a portal, and um, it's very heavily implied that, like, she's going to be taken care of. Yeah. And yeah, she will. She will. He sen-
1: he sends her off to wherever the <coughs> fuck. And then there's not a second Josie running around in the world.
0: Yeah. Next episode we get another Lucas episode. Lucas. Oh uh, yeah. Uses some paradigm tech um when he makes a radio.
1: Which he found in the janitor's closet. Yeah. Totally not suspicious at all.
0: Yeah. That's... Oh, buddy. The The thing about this radio is it can tell the future. Yeah,
1: he's picking up on radio signals from the day... Like, the day after. Yeah.
0: Which, um, not only Barely. does he use it to screw over his friends, uh, they also find out that, oh my god the school's gonna disappear and it's become gonna become big news and it's going to like end up shutting this place down.
1: So they have, to, they, they have to make a cover-up happen. They have to make sure that nobody sees the school disappear. So what they do is they basically with the help of the science teacher, make it look like there's been a chemical leak that turns people blue. And they show the poor principal two very blue students. Uh, They take them over to Pierce's mansion. Vaughn is just like, we could just go hang out at my dad's place. Like, take the whole school over to my dad's place. We'll order like 50 pizzas. It'll be fine.
0: It's so delightful. Because, yeah, at this point, Vaughn is a member of the science club.
1: Yeah, Vaughn is a part of the group. He's a very significant part of the group. He's, He's one of the guys. But, essentially, they redirect news traffic that would have been in the area. They get all the students out by making it so that they think if they stay, they'll turn blue. And nobody knows that the school disappears, including the guy who made the school
0: disappear, Because all this is happening because Pierce is doing a demonstration for some business partners.
1: What did he- he made a trophy disappear in his office, but it also made the school disappear as well, and he doesn't know that. But thanks to the thing that they did, they successfully cover up the fact that the school vanished for a couple minutes- and um everything is fine nobody knows not even the guy who did it by accident which I that that should have I don't know how they would have told him but I think it would have been good for them to at least tell him
0: Yeah it ends with the janitor coming to get the radio that's been left in the science lab and it is it is reporting not on tomorrow's news but on news in four years talking about a discovery made by the senior science club at Blake Holsey High. Dun, dun, dun.
1: And then he just unplugs it. He unplugs it like, nah, you're not getting that spoiler, bitch. And he takes his radio away from them, which... I mean, I think he might have done it I think he might have just left it out on purpose or something like that. Because it definitely worked out vastly, obviously, in his favor. Because he knows what's up. He knows what's going on.
0: Yeah, he definitely knows something.
1: This does not seem like a man who would just leave this radio out for this kid to find by accident. Yeah. Especially considering that this kid is in the science club. They are drawing the interest of Pierce. He is beginning to suspect that they know things that they shouldn't. Which, they do. So.
0: There's definitely people that definitely know things. They know so much. So, next is apparently one of the most top-rated episodes, according to IMDB. Which, I get! This is a very emotional uh, Vaughn episode, in which, this whole time, that he's been part of the science club. He's supposed to have been spying for his father. Because at the start of all this, his father caught wind of Josie and her antics and stole her journal. I believe he stole her journal? Or no, 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 no. The janitor intercepted it. He had Vaughn steal it for him. The janitor intercepted it, took the pages that about her experience with the black hole, and then it was gifted back to Josie. Yeah. So Victor asks him to start wearing like an audio piece, to wear a wire, Mm -hmm. and he of course agrees because it's his dad and he's neglected, Mm -hmm. and this ends up uh, leading to him quitting the science club and beginning to just wholesale avoid his friends, and in the emotional turmoil, A storm, a localized storm develops around Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Oof. I will forever appreciate this show for having such, like, nuanced takes on parents. Like, there's not many shows that I can think of that do this kind of, like, struggle with parents so well
1: he is becoming a personal rain cloud because he wants to not spy on his friends, but he also doesn't want to disappoint his dad. But he is leaning more toward his friends than his dad. Because he's just like, I'm not going to spy on my f***ing <coughs> friends. They're my friends. I
0: like them. Yeah. And the way that they end up releasing the cloud is releasing that internal pressure and he ends up defying his father And tells everyone the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so sweet. This show is just so genuine and sincere.
1: And like, with the dynamic that Vaughn had with the rest of the group, the whole reason why he was there, he could have very easily been a villain. Like, the way that they put him in there, they put him in there with villainous intent. He's there to spy on them.
0: Especially with him being a jock, it could have been so easy.
1: Yeah, but no, instead, it's just like, no, maybe he just likes these people and is having a good time in science club and wants to be there willingly. And they very quickly wind it back. Like, at the beginning, it feels kind of villainous, him being there. But then they very rapidly wind it back as... They show him interacting with the other kids in the science club and becoming closer with them and developing actual friendships.
0: Yeah, like they're buddies. They bond over things because I'm pretty sure him and Lucas play the same video game. Yeah, and
1: he is like very quickly they start figuring out that his own history is involved with all the weirdness happening at the school so he is invested in figuring out what's happening and how it applies to his life with them
0: we missed that throughout this josie's mom has been talking to paradigm
1: and talking about coming back To Paradigm
0: Lab. She worked there when everything went down. As in she was there before. And she knows what's up. She knows what's going
1: on. And she's coming back. Like, coming back, not as in she was requested to come back, but like she was requested to come back and she said yes.
0: Yeah, she initially said no, but she was convinced to come back To be closer to Josie, yeah, which mm, because they their relationships back on track, they're like they finally have something close to like a healthy bond. They're like getting there. This then goes on to the other episode that I remember from when I was a kid, which is when Professor Z uh, nearly escapes getting sucked into the black hole but loses a huge part of his memory in the process. Bonk! Free lobotomy. Yeah, this is when he gets sucked into the cool checkerboard floor, and he just pulls his head out, and he's basically low-key uh, reverted to when he was 12. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. They Whenever they have to have an actor act childish, It feels honestly believable. Like, the older Lucas from previous episode, along with, um, sort of Amnesia Z, like, yeah, those feel like that age range. They genuinely have the energy. It doesn't feel like they're trying to be a kid. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of like, I don't know, Peter Pan syndrome. Like, never grew up. Yeah. Z is losing his memory, uh after he has a meeting with Vaughn's father in which he asks if things at home might be okay because Vaughn is improving but might need more support. Of course, Pierce does not take this well and insinuates that um things at his six-month review might not go well. Man's is getting fired for being like, hey, are you being nice to your kid? Yeah. Uh, So the science club have to try and coach Z through his six-month review, which doesn't go well until he slowly starts to remember things. Yeah,
1: this entire time they're trying to get his memory back by, like, trying to tap into, like, old memories that he has, but... They only have, like, a day to do it because the next day he has to either not get fired or get fired. So they don't have much success in, like, reawakening his memories until he's actually in the meeting and he starts remembering things. But by then, it's kind of too little
0: too late when Corinne shows up. Yeah, because there's a subplot. Uh, that throughout this episode, Corinne has been getting in trouble because of Josie. And uh, she gets let off because like, it was the first time she'd been in big trouble, Uh, but she starts to get a complex about it, and any time things start to look rocky, she just leaves. This leads to Mm -hmm. her having her first conversation with the janitor in which he tells her that she needs to get in that review room and she needs to, like, say her piece, which she's like, but that's not allowed. And he starts to kind of insinuate that he knows a bit, like, he has that, like, I know, just do it sort of thing going on. Um,
1: He's like, trust me, I know what's good. And you know why I can't
0: tell you. Yeah, Uh, So she does. And she advocates for Z and that she explains why he is such a good teacher and that the fact that he gives the same attentiveness attentiveness to every student. And like I wish I had a professor Z when I was in school. Yeah. God. The closest I ever got was Mr. B.
1: Yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah.
0: He is the closest we ever got. To having a professor Zachary.
1: Oh yeah, he was like if a human who is also a science teacher was also like a puppy dog. Yeah, he's as a he's like a
0: he. When people refer to someone as like golden retriever, that's Mister B. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he is a human golden retriever, and he just he loves is, science. He
1: <laughs> loves science so much, and. That's like what they have happening.
0: (laughs) Mr. Z's a little more reserved. (laughs) He's
1: more reserved. I remember one time in Mr. B's class, I was playing Pokemon under the table. And when he catches playing Pokemon under the table, his first response is not uh, put that away. It's, ooh, can I play? (laughs) And... It could have been a joke, but he also said it so seriously. I don't think it was a joke. I think if I had handed him my Game Boy, he would have started playing Pokemon in the middle of class. Anyway. That would have
0: been the rest of the class. Oh,
1: yeah. But yeah. Anyway, he convinces them very effectively. Like, Not only does she successfully convince Pierce to be like, damn, you sure told us, kid. You are absolutely correct. He can stay. We're keeping him. But the principal also chooses to not punish her for showing up to a teacher conference unannounced and uninvited because she was so impressed with how well she spoke her points.
0: And there's also a moment where Pierce also admits that um, while he was initially angry with Mr. Z's assessment, he ultimately has to agree and take his advice into consideration. Yeah. The last episode of the season, I thought it was a different episode that ended it, um, especially because they show clips from the episode that I thought it was, but we'll get to that. Um, this episode is a Josie's short episode, <laughs> She has oh, a little bit of a Josie complex so going on. because Josie is so short. Um, She's she, having a short girl yeah, moment. Yeah, because Josie is the shortest of them. Um, and she has an issue because some girl uh, literally overshadows her mid-conversation with Vaughn. As she starts to kind of get down on herself, especially about her height, she s- literally shrinks like Thumbelina-sized. Mm-hmm. She is tiny. She is so tiny and no one knows what to do Uh, except the janitor because of course he knows he always knows and like he gives her a pep talk like he says exactly what a 14 year old that's just shrank to Thumbelina size needs to hear Um, and also tells her that like this happened for a reason all of this has happened for a reason take advantage of what uh, what's going on. So she does. And what does she do? She checks in on something she heard about from Vaughn, which is that his father is going to join with another partner when she's there. Uh, Vaughn or Pierce has to step out of the room for a moment. Uh, the new partner gets a phone call and, She records it on the answering machine because he is talking about how uh, they're going to force him out of the company, absorb Paradigm, and shut down the school.
1: Oh, yeah. And she's just like, no, I know somebody who needs to hear about this.
0: Of course, she unshrinks before she can get clear and covers it up by asking where Vaughn is. To which, of course, it's like, he's at school, dumbass. <laughs> where you should be. Yeah! And she tells him, oh, there's a message for you. And bolts. Eh. So when she gets back and they talk to Vaughn, uh, he talks about how they found out, you know, partner was scheming. so they're not going through that anymore. They also learn that... There's a strange operation taking place, and it's being covered up by Blake Holsey High's first compulsory pizza and movie night. Oh, yeah. So they decide, of course, they're going to investigate this. And that's where it ends.
1: And that's where it ends. The end of the season. The end of that episode was what made me say, this is such a good show out loud yeah and it it is it is so fun it is it's fantastic this is my favorite kind of show honestly it is engaging there's plot it's good but the stakes are low enough that it's not stressful to watch yeah and also the the just like the antics with like the antics between all these kids is really like comforting to watch cuz it's good kid antics. They got it r- so right. This is like the kind of stuff that me and my friends would have gotten up to in mm-hmm. school. Like we would have been we would have been treating each other exactly the same way, making the same kind of jokes, the same kind of pranks, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just it's just feel good content. That has engaging plot with conflict, but it's not stressful about it.
0: And that's what I love about uh, so much of Discovery Kids content, is like, it's just fun. Like, the interpersonal stress is so low.
1: Yeah. That's always the worst part of, like, any Mm. show that I don't like watching. Like, if I enjoy the concept and, like, the allure, but I don't like the show itself... Mm -hmm. That's always wise because the interpersonal stuff is so stressful. Yeah. And this stuff just isn't. It's just a bunch of kids walking around, having a good time, learning, and trying to figure out what the hell is going on with their weird mm-hmm. school. Like, even when they get into really bad, threatening situations, it's not stressful yeah. because it's just like they got this, they know how to deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. Or, They have somebody literally lurking right behind them in frame who can help them. Yeah.
0: Do you have any predictions for the next season? Oh
1: my god. Well. Or the
0: show at large.
1: I. I don't know when it's going to happen, but at some point, Pierce and Josie are going to have a talk that will be very. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge about the fact that they both know that something is going on. And that they both know that the other knows that they know. But I I know it's going to happen at some point. But, like, honestly, I, I'm not good at making predictions. I'm just along for the ride. But I cannot wait for the awkward tension of how to explain to this person that I know that she knows that i know that she knows everything that's going on here. Yeah. There's already been a lot of that, especially in the last yeah. episode, because obviously Pierce knows that Josie knew something was wrong with uh-huh. with specifically very like what's the word? I forgot the word. I don't want to say like intimate, but like very like internal very protected kind of dealings with Mm -hmm. the company that he doesn't even want her to know about at all. Yeah, And the fact that she knows about it and is poking around is obviously making him wary. But, like, it's very obvious. I forgot what I was saying.
0: Predictions.
1: Yeah, I'm bad at making predictions, but I do know that eventually... Everybody's going to be on the same page, and they will just not say it, except when the other guy's in the other room. But, like, Pierce obviously now... Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, Pierce obviously knows that somebody in the science club, specifically Josie, because he saw her there, like, he knows that she was... Like, she learned something about the very internal workings of his Mm -hmm. company that he didn't Mm -hmm. and that she shouldn't know about. So he's, he's definitely going to be keeping a much closer eye on at least her specifically. I think we haven't gotten enough of the lore on Josie's mom for me to make any predictions about that. Cause like I, obviously she worked Mm -hmm. at paradigm. Obviously she knows what's good. I'm willing to bet that that's why Josie is there. Why else would Mm -hmm. she be at this school that is owned by the guy her mom used to work with? Especially because it's already mentioned that Josie has been to a lot of different boarding schools.
0: Any ideas about her dad or Vaughn's mom?
1: Honestly? I haven't gotten enough information to make any sort of directional guess about what that's going to be. I... mm, (laughs) I... I feel like it would be way too obvious to say that, like, uh, Josie's mom and uh, Pierce are, like, a thing. Because I feel like that would be too obvious, but at the same time, this kids show, and there isn't anything too obvious for a kids show. I feel like I'm overthinking. But, like, maybe that's the reason why Josie's never met her dad. Maybe she has, and she just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Who knows? I don't. Yeah. Because I haven't been given enough information.
0: Yeah. No, you don't. I am so excited for us to watch next season.
1: Wait, what if her dad is the janitor?
0: You know, I did actually think that when I started my last rewatch. That was a genuine contemplation.
1: But you don't now? You're keeping it vague, but don't forget, we have a psychic connection and I know what's going on in your brain.
0: So what am I thinking?
1: Uh that maybe he's not her dad. But that you thought he was. You're you you're making noises. I'm not one hundred percent certain on these guesses, but
0: he's certainly mm-hmm. something.
1: More things oh, he is certainly something, that's for sure.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he's something, all right. The weird, weird man I can't, with weird, weird glasses. There's a
0: moment, I don't remember if it's season two or three, that is referential to this discussion that I'm so excited for us to talk about, mostly not at all for plot-related reasons, but because of Lucas. And we'll get to that later.
1: Interesting. I will not remember that. <laughs> I was going to say, I will remember that, but I will no. not. No.
0: next time on you got to know in 2021 society is driven by a virtual internet which has created a degenerate effect called nerve i oh god i can't say that word it's called nas and (laughs) mega corporations control much of the world intensifying the class hostility already created by nas they predicted late stage capitalism during covid this movie came out almost 30 years ago next year oh my god i keep forgetting that this movie only came out like
1: the year before i was born yeah and i was just like this movie is almost as old as me Thank you for listening to You Got to Know. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Music by Kevin MacLeod.